I've honestly had one hell of a week Only supposed to go for just a drink And now I'm laying right here with you Giving to you what I have in me I've honestly had one hell of a week Hello everybody, it is your favorite host here, Tino Killed It With another episode of What the Fuck Am I Doing With My Life Um, this is now the final episode of the formula, my R&B formula. Um, I do these in four part series, uh, mostly because I kind of structure these based off of like, um, like a, like a Mount Rushmore type of setting. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's what most people go off of when they talk about like, like different like genres. And, you know, when people talk about like the goats, you know, you, you talk about like, um, you kind of put like a Mount Rushmore of artists together. And I feel like my formula is I kind of did the same thing to bring that together because um, I really wanted, because, you know, there's no just one influence, right? Like, sure, there might be one more stronger than the other, which is why I kind of structure the episodes the way I do, kind of going by, I guess, least to most influence. But, um, you know, they all have a very like significant part. And so, you know, we started this out, we talked about Neo, um, and a lot of the great influences that he's had and and continuing to have as he's released a new album recently. And, uh, then after that we go into the weekend and, uh, you know, like that one was kind of one that snuck in. Like I wasn't even, when I started the formula in my head, initially the weekend was not mentioned and uh, that was mostly just because, I don't, I don't know, I, I think I was looking at him on a much larger scale. But once I, you know, re- like reviewed the formula, it makes even more sense. And I'll continue with that later. Um, but going into episode three now, we did about Usher. Talked about the man's, you know, great influence as far as just music and his ability to be vulnerable at all times, you know, or most times, I guess. And just, um, and overall also being a really great performer, you know what I mean? Giving him his flowers as far as like his longevity and being able to being one of the top male vocalists, you know, um, of our time. And, uh, so it, it, this last one should really come as no surprise to anybody. Um, because I for sure, um, I'm very vocal about who is the biggest influence for me of all time. And so I feel like before I say it, because again, it's just, I feel like it should be pretty like without doubt, but, um, you know, when I do my rap formula, I talked about Hove and I talk about Hove being the greatest rapper of all time to me. Like to me, he's the goat. There's no disputing that, but this artist right here to me is the greatest artist of all time, the greatest performer of all time. And overall, just somebody whose, you know, reputation and and what they were able to accomplish was far beyond anything that I've ever seen from any artist ever. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Michael Jackson. And I know that he is traditionally known as the king of pop. But if it wasn't for Michael Jackson, like, understand, there would be no space for R&B artists in top 40. You know what I mean? And if that confuses anybody, you guys have to go back and listen to um, my four parts of the radio. Because I explained that there are 
different types of radio stations, right? You get the um, you get the the genre stations, so you know, just the hip hop stations, the country stations, the you know, the pop stations, whatever, and then you get the um, the throwback stations. So you know, you'll get like the old school hip hop or the old school R and B. You know, um, then you there's top forty, which is you know just what's trending now, and that's a mixture of you know rap like pop, R&B, you know, just all the popular genres. And then um, you get into timeless radio. And timeless radio is the one where your music lives on forever. Though That's where I, I tell people, I go like, it, like you could have a plethora of hits. That's fine. Like I, hits are so easy to write. And I, and I know that that sounds kind of crazy coming from somebody who doesn't have any billboard hits or anything like that. But understand, that's all about marketing. That is a thousand percent about marketing. You take something that is even remotely, you know, catchy, um, anything like that, and you market it properly, it's going to sell. So granted, I don't have that marketing behind the stuff that I do, but, um, you know, I really try to like build it to where I'm not stuck in a box. And the thing is, that's where MJ becomes very prevalent into all of this because like, I mean, I feel like it goes without saying, but, you know, we'll, we'll start it this way. So MJ, um, when he was a kid, uh, was with the Jackson 5. I think he was like five years old, dude, when he like joined as their lead singer. Um, you know, he had a very unconventional life, dude. Like he never had like a moment where he was like normal. <sighs> you know what I mean? Like imagine being born and raised in fame. You know, and people say it's like, that's what you signed up for. But at that young of an age, you didn't sign up for that, you know, and he had this talent that he became ultimately just so like great at and just knew was his calling. Right. It's the thing that just moved him. You know, it's who he was. So he always found a way to morph himself into the music and the way he wanted to, you know, transcend himself. So that's why I say like they call him the king of pop, but bro, there wasn't a single genre that MJ could not touch. And he and and because of that, right, him being a minority and being able to break down those barriers allowed it for other artists of color to then be able to, you know, create in these um in these genres now. And and there's not a single artist in our generation and in my formula who was not as heavily impacted by MJ. All three that I have mentioned prior are also just as much impacted by MJ than anything else. Because you look at, um, because again, we started with Neo, right? <laughs> Neo's vocal tones, um, you know what I mean? His subtle stage movements is a lot of MJ work. It's footwork, right? It, and, and just the songwriting, his, you know, big burst moments. Like I said, it, it's all there. Then you go into the weekend and the weekend literally took you know, MJ's top 40 formula and just showcased how he was able to do that as well. So it's like he automatically had, you know, that set from that presidency. Then you look at Usher and Usher's performance aspect was something that was modeled clearly after MJ. And there's performances that they have done together because of how Usher has tried to emulate MJ as much as possible. So when you look at what like MJ has been able to accomplish for people, like within like what how he's inspired them there's just no way that he is not the single-handedly greatest artist of all time because he encompasses 
any aspect of it, right? A performer was his life. He didn't know anything else outside of that. So imagine, dude, like being an artist, I'll tell you this. Um, you, you know, you get asked to perform your talent on any given moment, right? Like you meet somebody and you don't know who they are, right? But they, they might be able to offer you something. If they, have, if they ask you to perform right there on the spot, guess what you're going to do? You're going to perform on the spot. And it's because, you know, you have to sell your talent. MJ had the type of talent that one never had to be sold because it was sold from such a young age. But if it did have to be sold, he could probably do it on the drop of a dime because it was that much of a second nature to him. And the reason why I say that is because there's multiple clues and and ways in which he lived his life that just showed how much being a performer really um, elevated, I guess, just him as a person. Um, I say elevated, but I don't even know if that's the right word, but either way, because I'll say it like this. Um, So one thing that MJ used to always do was uh, he would talk in his like, his high-pitched voice, like his, hey, you know, like, Tito, (laughs) like, shit like that, where he had, had, like, this little, like, kid voice that he would talk in all the time, and people thought it was kind of weird because that wasn't his natural voice, and this is true. It was not his natural voice, but MJ learned vocal techniques that he basically would adjust his talking pattern um, to match his singing pattern because as, as a vocalist, when you warm up your vocals and like you sit there and, and you like start putting in these like, um, inflections, right. In, in, in your voices, like you, you, you are, uh, exhausting your vocal cords. So if you find a way to kind of keep your vocal tones there throughout the course of the day, you basically, you know what I mean? You make it easier on yourself. And as somebody like him who would be constantly performing, recording, he would constantly have to put his voice in different, you know, uh, settings, essentially. It's like, okay, I'm going to be doing a performance, so now I got to be ready to belt. Um, I'm going to be recording. I need to, you know, learn how to, I need to adjust to soften up my dynamics. And so he would adjust the way he talks to what he would need to do next as a performer. That's why I say it, it's su- it's such a different ratio compared to like what you know artists are now because you got artists now who are sitting here you know doing a whole bunch of substances doing a whole bunch of shit that's inevitably gonna fuck up their shit (laughs) you know what i mean like i know people like to think they're not invincible bro but like at the end of the day man like when you get caught up in in drugs and alcohol and shit like that like that shit really fucks with your 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 voice and it really fucks with the like the pattern in which you know like if this shit is your all, like if it's your everything, then you need to cater to it. And so that's why like, uh, the, the artist that I did highlight, um, you know, <laughs> kind of with the exception of the weekend, because I mean, I don't, I don't know who else really knows like that out there, but you know, the weekend is definitely like a, like abuses. Well, I don't, don't want to say abuses, but he uses certain substances that, um, <laughs> definitely you're not going to help his vocal tones. And he's not the only artist that does that. There's plenty of other artists that indulge in such, but, um, 
you know, for the most part, right, like you look at Neo, you look at Usher, those are two other artists that um, did really well about preserving their voices and taking care of themselves, you know, and I can name a whole other, a whole lot of other artists that, you know, have basically adopted that as well, too. Alicia Keys actually did an interview recently where she was talking about that because she, she starts talking a little bit more like this and it's more of like a, like a whisper talk now. And it's because, you know, if she needs to perform that day, she needs to be able to just go into that. And, um, <laughs> and you know, so I do the same thing, right? Like, I, I'm sure I, I'm sure everybody who's listened notices, like, when I start my podcast, right? And I'm, you know, like, good morning. This is, you know, Tino Killed It with another episode of, you know, and even that, that's the intentional. Because um, if I were to jump into a performance, you know, and be like, but I want to be by your side, want to be by your side, so girl, just grab my hand and we can just float, you know, <laughs> like, I said float was coast, but um, still, like, it, it's just the ability to be able um, to jump in and out of, I guess, you know, these pockets, and um, MJ really set that standard, but you know, it, it's weird because I don't really know how healthy of a standard that is, right? Like, uh, you know, his, his life was so complicated because it was all based around performing. He didn't have a chance to be a, a normal, you know, human being. So, you know, you really think about it, even all these like concepts and, and things that he was talking about, you know, there wasn't so much of it that he even got to really like, um, express himself you know like or like um yeah to be able to like really like you know what i mean like he talks about all these loves and, and shit like that but i, I really I like you know what i mean let's be honest you know like i really don't believe that you know <laughs> mj when he got billy jean pregnant because you know he wasn't out there fucking billy jean like that like that was not who mj was so it you know you you find like things like that and it it, it kind of is crazy to me that he was able to always you know, resonate, you know, he really resonated with the world, you know, he was world fucking renowned and to be able to do that without actually like experiencing life the way that you're describing it, it it's crazy to me, but that's just how much of a, a like a musical genius he was right like it, it's just when when something like that was just embedded from you at a young age you don't know nothing else to do other than that and you know it really engulfed him and so again when i say like i don't know how healthy that is i don't but i do know that i love music the same exact way i would engulf myself in music 24 7 and find ways to you know, really just be living in this. That's why I say like, you know, I, I know that I'm not really making money off doing this shit right now. And, and, you know, and I know that I have big plans and all these things that I'm putting into motion and, you know, it's all going to take time. And so one thing that I've, I've learned throughout all this is just how much I need to, to love the journey. So, you know, when, the, when a lot of people see like the, the struggling musician and the, and the people who have to go through all these crazy things, like, you know, you ask, like, you, you start like looking at them and go, God damn, like, you know, they must really love this shit. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you do. You would never put yourself through something like this if you didn't love it. Right. Like, like, I'm really willing to like sit here and go through all of these struggles until I get it right, you know, and uh, 
I don't, and the, and like as I said, I don't even know if MJ ever even felt like that. I don't know if he ever felt like that, or if he ever just felt like that was this is just who he is, and and because he was so lost in it, you know, maybe it just really did engulf him like on a whole different level. Like I'll never know that, <laughs> but you know, it's the closest that I can identify with. I feel like. You know, because that man can just sit there and start producing music in his head, start beatboxing it, and having people compose the shit around him. That is a fucking superpower. And it's a superpower that I would give everything I fucking own and possess to, to have. You know what I mean? Like, like there's composers who work with, you know, like, um, symphonies. And, and working night and day to get people to match these dynamics and these sounds that they're looking for, right? And there's there's screen rights and shit that, and notations that you got to follow that make it this beautiful piece. And then there's MJ who can walk into a fucking room, look at a keyboard, and go, "Hey, can you go ahead and play this right here?" Dun dun dun. Dun, dun, dun. Like, you know, like kind of just notates it. And then, the you know, obviously by ear, they can follow. And then you're like, okay, cool. Hey, guitar player over here. Start playing this right here. Like the, and, you know, gets like a bass guitar or something. Like, like a person with a bass guitar, right? And so, like, there's always been this common, like, division between him and Prince, right? Where Prince is the person that um, he, he had his hand in all the productions. He created everything from the ground up himself, but with MJ and where I find it just as impressive, even though it's like it could be viewed as not as impressive, is that he just finds what he's looking for. I don't I don't see any difference between you playing it yourself and then you finding the resources that can allow you the same amount, if not better greatness. You know what I mean? Because again, when I look at discographies, I say that MJ has a better discography than Prince. And to be honest, to me, it's not really comparable. I... If I did a versus list, I, I just feel like it wouldn't even be close. But, you know, that that's my personal opinion. And again, it's just because when you find, when you know what you're looking for and you're able to just find it, I mean, what, what's any different? What is really any different? Like, I'm sorry that I didn't create it 100% myself, but damn, if I wanted a certain sound or if I wanted a certain something that I'm looking for and I can't necessarily do it, like... I need to find it. You know what I mean? Like he had Quincy Jones, you know what I mean? Quincy Jones was his producer that just, you know, was able to really help him, you know, accomplish what he was looking, what he was looking for, you know, because Quincy was the type of person that was a composer, you know, he knew how to do all the, all the technicals and knew how to, you know, get the, get the art. He was the composer. You know what I mean? So imagine the one who handles the symphonies and then the guy who's like, you know what? Here's how I want it to sound. And then learns from the composer how to do that himself too. They were the greatest one-two combo ever. So it's like, that's why it's like when I look at it, it, it from all accounts, this is why he's always been the biggest influence for me. And it's because, um, you know, me and my me and my boy, uh, Alex, aka EP The Mime, um, you know, he's been my my one of he's been the longest friend I've had you know I've literally known him since I was two years old and there's not a lot of people who have friendships like that you know what I mean like I've known this man pretty much my whole entire life and so you know the trust that we have in one another is uncomparable you know what I mean because it, it literally when you when you say trustful like that's the, that's the person you know I go to and, and and honestly I do have more people like that but where it's different with Alex is because we have this love for music that is just like no other. And we know that. 
And we know that maybe not everybody else may know that, but that's okay because we know that. <laughs> and, um, and so we came to this kind of realization when, you know, over the past, like, I want to say like, I forgot how long ago this was now. I mean, this might've been, you know, pretty earlier on this year now. So maybe like early this year, uh, late last year, somewhere in there. But, um, you know, we always used to say that like me and him were MJ and Prince, right? Like it was like, I'm MJ, you're Prince. And, uh, it just never felt right at the same time because they, because MJ Prince always had this thing where the two of them couldn't coincide together. And, um, I, and the thing is like, I was like, that's weird because for me, I couldn't be who I was without Alex. You know what I mean? Like we were always collaborative and we always worked together to, um, create something, you know, and, and to really try to, um, man, I I don't know, just make the best possible product that we could. And so even if that meant sacrificing our parts or changing up things that we're doing, so the other person gets the highlight, we were okay with that because we understood where the other's strengths and weaknesses were. And, um, so like, we kind of came to that realization that was like, bro, you're not Prince. You're Quincy. Like I was like, bro, you are Quincy fucking Jones, man. Like, because I couldn't be who I am, right? Like Hollywood, the album was inspired by this man, right? I wouldn't be doing everything I'm doing right now if it wasn't for the chance that that man took and me watching him, you know, like face this, this shit head on. Like if it wasn't for seeing all that, like I would not be able you know what I mean? To do this shit. So like, like, that's why it's like, when I look at it, bro, like that's, that's why that formula works for me. It's because like, I know that, you know, people are like being the next MJ is crazy. That shit is absolutely crazy. But I feel like, but I feel like what's really the important key to, to being MJ quote unquote is just knowing that you could always break through new barriers, that there is not really a a ceiling for you unless you allow it to be. And, you know, that's the biggest reason why I stuck to doing this independent, because if I go and and sign myself to a record label, they're not going to give me the freedom to to make the music that I want to make. They're going to tell me, stick to this genre, stick to this sound. You know what I mean? And I could do any sound, bro. Like, don't, don't, like, when it comes to hip-hop, right, there's so many subgenres in hip-hop, and I feel like I touched on quite a few of them in Hollywood itself. Not all of them, and there's definitely other ones that'll be coming out where I do. You know what I mean? So, like, when, you know, so, like, with a regular label, they're not going to allow me to do that, you know? And so it's, like, me, I'm over here, like, writing different genres of music, and like working with different artists who make different sounds and basically just collaborating with a whole bunch of different, just a whole bunch of different everything. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so when that shit happens, like the fulfillment I get out of that, like is, is greater than anything else. It's a thousand percent greater than, than anything else. Because like I, cause then at that point I'm not really, I'm not chasing after nothing. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm just kind of allowing myself to develop as an artist and, you know, the eyes who are supposed to see me and, and, you know, like what I do are going to follow, you know what I mean? And so that seems to be working for myself pretty, like pretty closely. (laughs) I mean, like, like so far, you know what I mean? Like, 
I really do feel like the more and more I just keep stick like sticking to this path, the more and more I, I see the picture getting that much clearer, you know. And I have to thank MJ for that, you know, because again, MJ laid that landscape out where, you know, like he he had control over, you know, most of his shit by the end of it all. You know what I mean? Like not a lot of artists were able to do that. And so, um, you know, like even when I talked about Usher, like Usher has his contract, his restrictions, you know, same thing with Neo, even being under Motown, he's going to have his restrictions. The weekend does everything independently. And again, somebody who was also heavily inspired by, um, you know, MJ and knowing and knowing what barriers that he could break to be able to, you know, like be as relevant now as he is. So, you know, when I see like what The Weeknd has been able to accomplish and even another artist that I can name in that same category would be Bruno Mars because just he can't, he can touch whatever as well. You know what I mean? Like, and it, and it just, it's a hit every time. And so, um, that's the level I'm trying to get on. You know what I mean? And, and I know that I'm, I know that I'm right there. And at the end of the day, it just comes down to marketing. And so once I get that bitch down, oh my God, y'all are fucked. <laughs> but until then, you know, like, um, I'm just enjoying the process and being able to do these formulas, you know, being able to like express all these things that make me feel like, man, like I'm, you know, doing this, like, you know, it, it's like, it is great. It really is. And, um, like, just like MJ, like, I'm ready to perform on a moment's notice, you know? Like, I'm always ready. Like, I have people ask me all the time, like, oh, like, oh, yeah, like, we're just going to be over here doing this. Like, oh, shit, yeah, can I perform? You know what I mean? Like, I was just popping up, like, at sessions out here in, like, Vegas where there's, like, 10, 15 people in the room. But I'm just, you know, like, spitting these verses and shit like that just because, like, you just never know. You just never know what person's going to hear that and be like, hey, you know what? I got a real opportunity for you. So I'm going to just keep spitting in these rooms. I'm going to keep rapping and singing in these rooms and until somebody hears me. But I keep myself ready at any moment's notice. So to close out this episode, I am going to perform this song probably for the umpteenth million time. But this is a song with me and Sir Quincy Jones, a.k.a. EP The Mime, and it is called Goldmine. You can listen to the song on Hollywood, which is available on all streaming platforms, and it's out now. You say I gotta give all of my love So baby Here I am, I'm waiting for ya Baby, you are so fine, so fine And I really wanna know why, know why You are here alone Why you here alone Oh baby, it's the deuce Got me again, all in my head You fooled me Thinking I couldn't have ya Baby, you are so fine, so fine And I really wanna know why, know why You are here alone Why you here alone? Cause baby, you're a gold mine, gold mine Cause baby, you're a gold mine, gold mine Yeah, look what I found her Yeah, look what I found her Cause baby, you're a gold mine, gold mine Cause baby, you're a gold mine, gold mine Yeah, look what I found her Look what I found Oh baby, you're choosing I know you, who would've knew you'd choose me Thinking I'm gonna have ya Baby, you are so fine, so fine And I really wanna know why, 
alone Oh baby you seduce me You be licking your lips All of my shit blue me Away with love at first sight yeah, Baby you control my whole mind And I really wanna know why Know why you are here alone Why you here alone Cause baby you're a gold mine Gold mine Cause baby you're a gold mine Gold mine Yeah look what I found uh. Yeah look what I found uh. Cause baby you're a gold mine Gold mine Cause baby you're a gold mine Gold mine yeah, I So captivating, honestly, I really gotta hold back from saying All the things that usually make the girls go crazy Cause an odyssey is far from the world that I'm painting Thin strokes of genius, the color clash There's room for two on this canvas, girl, you the other half We both could use a drink, pour another glass And speak to every single thought that you wanna pass I wanna get to know you, cause it's important I know a true connection can seem foreign But here we are in the same state, it been imported And I ain't here trying to rent, I'm trying to get the mortgage So let me know when the lease is up I know a man is something that you don't need as much But even then, baby girl, just keep in touch I wanna make you mine, ain't no need to rush Get it, you a gold mine, gold mine Cause baby you're a gold mine, gold mine Yeah, look what I found uh. Yeah, look what I found uh. Cause baby you're a gold mine, gold mine Cause baby you're a gold mine, gold mine Yeah, look what I found uh. Yeah, look what I found uh. This is Tino Killed It, signing off from another episode of What the Fuck Am I Doing With My Life?